The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, fair props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-Pontine in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, October the 11th, and we are here to have a look around the three uh, playoff games which are going to take place this very day. Um, joining me... It's an OG special, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Uh, Moonaf, there goes a man who looks like he's been kept awake by uh, a tired baby all night. Are you okay, son? Uh, yeah, the wife has a little stomach bug as well, so she was throwing up uh, a couple times last night. But a baby actually did pretty good last night. He only woke up once, so that was that was a bit of a relief. But um, no, it, it's been good. You know, the playoffs have been good. Um, we have what, like you mentioned, three games. I know we'll talk about the Rangers here in a second, but uh, yeah, uh, kind of something different for us, obviously, because the game starts early, Mal, that we get to record a little bit earlier than our usual time during the regular season. But I I think you'd mentioned it offline before we started recording that it kind of gives us a little more time to dive a little deeper uh, into maybe like some some more stats uh, between either the pitchers or the hitters or the case might be. But um, yeah, excited to be here. Uh, three more games and um we're just chugging along man yeah i think this is the first time um we've spoken to each other since we did the um the playoff preview show last friday night when lonte and scott were on the show as well so have you enjoyed the games because the wild cards really were just a little bit of a damp squib weren't they, they were three sweeps yeah. nothing no there was no lead changes there was like, i think there was two lead changes in the eight games something like that um yeah. but it's uh it's starting to warm up a little bit moon yeah, I think the most exciting game thus far has been um, game two between the Phillies and the Braves. Like for the Braves to come back being down four nothing and possibly going down in a 0-2 hole in a best of five. Uh, but their bats came alive and then Michael Harris made an incredible uh, double play to end the game for the Braves. So I think that's probably going to be the one series that's going to end up going five games. Um, I know we'll talk about the Dodgers later, but now Dodgers have the monumental task of Climbing out of an 0-2 hole against your Diamondback. So um, we'll see if they can get it done. <laughs> I like the fact that the, the Diamondbacks are now entirely in my possession. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been trying not to look, no, Moonath, but the little cash-out number on my Diamondbacks ticket's been creeping up. Um, it's not a number yet where I'm going to hit hit the button. I probably won't hit the button. It's a pizza bet. It's not going to. It's not changing my life. Um, but I would like, I'd still like to be able to say, do you remember when I hit that 66 to one? 
on the D-back. But the number's creeping up there. It's about six times my stake now. Uh, so a six-to-one winner. Most most days, you'd uh, you'd love a six-to-one winner. Um, but I'm not settling for that. I want the 66-to-one winner. Um, like you said, I think we start, before we get into these games, mm-hmm. we have a little look at um, Baltimore and Texas, which is now finished. So there were four games slated um, for tonight, but there's only three because Texas swept Baltimore. Um, and really, just to we'll, we'll put a little line through Baltimore moon off before we lay them to rest for the season. Um, I was just disappointing because, firstly, what an unbelievable season they had, and you shouldn't lose sight of that. They win 101 games, where the projection was 70-something. Um, they've brought to our viewing a lot of the brightest young players, or the players we've enjoyed watching most, um, in in Rutschman and um, Grayson Rodriguez and the pitching. Um, but they did disappoint. I mean, they had one run on... It, it was two of the three games. They had one run on six hits, two runs on five hits. In the one game they did hit, they had eight on 14. Then Texas outslugged them in that. And they weren't terrible. Bradish pitched well. Um, but ultimately, I think our concerns were the pitching in the bullpen and nothing really came, came together for them. So... Uh, disappointing. I mean, that the, the AL Beast, which was the, the hot division coming in, went 0-7, gone. They are absolutely dead. Um, but yeah, how do you, what's your general feelings about Baltimore now we've seen the last of them? I think this was a great learning, uh, or getting, not learning, yeah, you could say learning experience as well um, for the Orioles, just because it's a young group, right? I mean, we talk about some of the names that are on that team led by guys like uh, Adley Rushman, I uh, talked about Gunnar Henderson, but I think I talked about this at the beginning of the season and it turns out I was completely wrong about this team, but I, um, it mattered in the playoffs that I wasn't sold on their starting pitching. Their offense is going to be great for years to come just because they have the guys in the lineup and also they lost Felix Batista in that bullpen as well. Uh, so that put a damper on things for that bullpen as well. But I think something that they're going to have to address in the offseason is Going into next year, he's going to have to be getting quality starting pitching because this team, they're on the map now. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with, not only in the American League East, but also in the American League uh, itself. So I, I, I don't I'm not taking anything away from the Baltimore Orioles because this was a hugely successful season just because they did get swept in the divisional round. I mean, doesn't mean that it's the season was a failure, especially like you mentioned for a team. That I had expectations of only winning, what, 78, 79, 80 yeah. games this season. And for them to go out and win 100 games and be the number one seed in the American League, uh, I think that kind of speaks volume. So I think that if you're a Baltimore Orioles fan or if you're a player of the Baltimore Orioles, I know the ultimate goal at the end of the season is to win the World Series title. But I think this was a successful season for them. And it's only a, a learning and a, and, a, and, a, and a step up in the right direction. So they're going to be back next season in full force. But I do think that... Number one, they are going to have to address uh, the bullpen and the starting pitching. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, give credit to the Rangers. Their offense has been one of the best, not only in the American League, but also in the entire MLB this season. And that came into fruition, um, not only against the Rays, but also in this series against the Orioles, right? Because, I mean, they got timely hits. Uh, They were able to score with runners in scoring position, and that's what really – differentiates winning and losing, especially in the playoffs. So give credit to the Rangers. They've taken care of business in the first five games. And now they wait the winner of the Minnesota Twins and the Houston Astros for uh, an opportunity to go play in the World Series. 
the most disappointing thing for me, and we, we called this at the time, actually, Moonaf, we don't get much right, or so me, sorry, um, was the trade deadline. We said, yeah. go and get some pitching. And they got yeah. Jack Flaherty, and we all just went, Ugh. like, yeah. he was he's all right. And that was it. And, it's, and it came to pass, he wasn't great down the stretch. The fact that he wasn't a starter in one of these games tells you where he is in the pecking order. I saw him come yeah. out of the bullpen in game two, maybe. Um, the, and they're throwing Dean Kramer last night, which just tells you where Flaherty slotted in. And it didn't take much because there were pitches available. We saw pitching movement. And if they'd just done a little bit more, um, like I said, there were maybe one starter shy, uh, two starter shy or in the bullpen. Um, so, yeah, they could. I think if they had the time back, they'd maybe do things a little bit differently. Um, just on Texas Moonaf, they've... Mm-hmm. Uh, Hit the hit the stride at the right time. The bats are hot. That's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, uh, there was a stretch uh, during the regular season where the bats had really cooled off, but uh, they've picked it up uh, obviously at the very right time. Um, and again, we know that lineup is very deep, right? Led by Corey Seager and Dolores Garcia, uh, Marcus Simeon. Um, I mean, they have bats in that lineup, especially at the, they're very very top heavy guys that can not only hit for power but hit for average as well, and it's worked out very well for them. Uh, through the first five games of the playoffs where they haven't lost a single game yet. So um, whether whether they face the Twins or whether it's the Astros, uh, I think that they will be facing better pitching competition than they have in the first five games of the playoffs here. But, yeah, give all the credit to Bruce Bochy and the Texas Rangers. They've taken care of business. Now they wait uh, uh, who their opponent is going to be for the uh, championship series in the American League. Um, nice to see some early morning faces in the chat. Trev was first in, as ever. Uh, Michael, Darrell uh, here as well. So, hello, everybody. Um, if you've got any winners, chuck them in. Um, Darrell likes the overs in the Dodgers game. Uh, we'll get to that uh, in a little while. So, yeah, three games, and I have enjoyed handicapping these. Um, we'll get stuck into them once I tell you about Underdog Fantasy first up. Um, great way of playing alongside your favourite football team all season long. Um, Underdog just introduced Scorchers, so go five for five and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog extending the first deposit bonus up to $500 again. So great time to get involved. $100,000 Sundays continuing. Uh, 10 lucky players get 10 grand each. I haven't got a play for this week yet. Uh, I don't want to labour the point moving up, but that uh, Christian McCaffrey prop that you shook your head at 17 times last week cashed very comfortably. <coughs> uh, watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And this has taken me by surprise because I hadn't read these. Manscaped is back. I've had issues with this in the past. Um, Manscaped have taken a step from what Bob Halloween, I understand now, uh, to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. Um, so no toilet until this season. Uh, Manscaped and the new Handyman is the new way to get rid of all that stubble uh, featuring a compact design, next-gen skin-safe technology. The Handyman is designed to give you a smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. So get the sweetest treat this afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, this Halloween, by going to manscaped.com. Use code SGP for 20% off. Um, so your Halloween costumes might take a bit of an effort. But your beard grooming, Moonaf, take note, doesn't need to when you can get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Uh, the beard hedger 
is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package, long-lasting battery, universal charging. Um, the thing to do here to get involved is um, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SGP for a look as sweet as candy. Get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. Okay, first up tonight, uh, the early game um, is a seven minutes past ten, my time, at seven minutes past five, Eastern time. Um, first pitch between the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I'm now seeing, we discussed this, me enough, about five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Atlanta were TBD, but I'm seeing Bryce Elder confirmed. Yeah. Um, but this, this does look like a kind of a hybrid opener, uh, bullpen, piggyback, whatever you want to call it, situation. Um, between uh, Bryce Elder's going to go first, but AJ Smith Shaver uh, is going to be very much on standby, and then the rest of the bullpen. Um, and so they're just going to throw the kitchen sink at this. Um, Aaron Nola for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the lines are plus 105 for Atlanta and minus 120 for Philly. And the total sits at nine. Um, so, yeah, so Atlanta looked pretty dead in the water uh, at one point on Monday. They'd gone 14 innings. Uh, they just sleepwalked through 14 innings to play up baseball. And then suddenly uh, sprung to life, got the win, and it's game back on again. Um Bryce Elder, we've really been waiting for him to unravel the last couple of months. We knew at the start of the season that his numbers were good, but his metrics weren't. Um, and then, sure enough, this unravel did come. It was one of those, some people continue to, to confound the numbers. Elder didn't. Elder really did regress to his mean. He's not been great at all. Um, Smith Shover is hard to analyse. He only started five games. It was two decent, two average and one bad. Um, gave up a little bit of everything. I think we can expect Philly runs here is basically uh, the, the bottom of that. Aaron Nola wasn't spectacular in the regular season. 12 and 9, 446 ERA. Has been much better at home. 7 and 3 with a 304. There's lots of good um, t- ticks in boxes here for, for Nola. I mean, he had a great start against Miami in the wild card round. Obviously, Miami on Atlanta. Seven innings. Three hits, uh, no earned runs. He saw Atlanta on the 20th of September, where he pitched six innings, gave up two earned runs. No homers, no walks, eight strikeouts. Something like that might be good enough here. I mean, he's been great generally in the postseason. Six appearances, you know, 386 ERA. If you uh, remember, Moon, after this game three last year was... Mm. um, They won 9-1. Nola pitched the game, uh, went six innings, he pitched really, really well. Uh, and that was one of the catalysts be, uh, behind Philadelphia getting in front um, and, and going on to win the series. So they out-hit the Braves in both games here. The second game, the game that Atlanta won, um, Philly out-hit them nine to four. Uh, really, it was a couple of fielding errors that cost them the game. So... My reading of this, Philly at home, we've said before, maybe the most intimidating slash best um, atmosphere in baseball. They're going to be unruffled. They've got clutch players. We talked about Trey Turner last time, that double play made. Um, they did it last year. They've been here before. And the, this Atlanta pitching is a major problem for me. Um, I think Philly to win the game at minus 120 is an excellent price. 
And I've got a, the, the Philly team total moving off just a little ladder here. The line's at four and a half, which you can get at minus 111. Mm. And five and a half is plus 170. And over six and a half, if you're feeling a bit fruity, is plus 285. But the main players would be Philly on the money line, Philly team total over four and a half, and you can go up from there if you like. Yeah, I think it's hard to argue. Um, I guess overall success that Aaron Nola has had um, in his career against the Atlanta Braves. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about his entire career, he has a 15 and 10 record with a three, I think a sub 3.5 ERA in 20, sorry, in 33 appearances in his career. Now, this goes all the way back to 2015, so maybe not relevant, but I'll turn this down to since 2022. Eight appearances, three and two record with a 3.61 ERA. Uh, he had a couple starts last season where he did allow four earned runs, five earned runs, and four earned runs. But other than that, he's been pretty solid uh, against his Braves team. And he faced him three times this season. And in those games, Aaron Nola was, um, let's see here, didn't record a win. He had one start where he did allow five earned runs in Atlanta, but uh, the other two games combined to go 12 innings and only allowed two earned runs uh, in those games. I mean, you mentioned Bryce Elder. I think if you look at his splits, Mal, that he's a very great pitcher or a good pitcher at home in Atlanta um, where he has a 7-1 and record with a 3.61 ERA on the road. He does have a winning record at 5-3, and three, but that ERA does go up to 4.50. Um, uh, on the road so and again he got a, he stumbled down the stretch for the uh atlanta braves as well he allowed nine uh walks in the final two starts one start which was against his phillies team he only lasted three and two-thirds inning in that game allowed four earned runs give up two home runs in that game as well so i will lean to the philly side here um i think it will be a quick hook for Bryce Elder if he is in some type of trouble within those first couple innings because like you mentioned it seems like a type of a hybrid you know type of day for the Atlanta Braves um I I like the angle on the Phillies team total over just because they've gotten out in the first two games and they've been able to score at least four earn uh, sorry score four runs in those first two games at minimum but um I like the team total over in this game for the Phillies. I'm leaning towards a full game over as well. I think maybe the Atlanta Braves bats were able to find something in that um, game two towards the end of the game, because like you mentioned, the first 14 innings, they were getting absolutely blanketed and uh, and Austin Riley had the home run. Travis Darno had the home run as well. So I think we might see some runs being scored in this game. I'll take the over nine and I'll lean with the Phillies on the uh, money line here at minus 122. Um. In terms of the series, Moon, if Atlanta minus 135, Philly plus 115, I mean, gun to your head, you'd back Philly, wouldn't you, I think? I think so. I, there's just something about this this Phillies team that they kind of just had that it factor as well, right? But I think the starting pitching is definitely better for the Atlanta Braves as well when we talk about what Zach Wheeler was able to do in game two. Um, it's, again, this is a huge start for Aaron Nolan. Historically, he's been better uh, against the uh, Atlanta Braves and not in his career. So I, th- I think that value is definitely there on on the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, when we talk about the Atlanta Braves, it's that tax that you're kind of paying, right? We talked about like that Dodgers tax during the regular season, uh, the Yankees tax. I think you're just paying that tax because the Braves won, you know, 104 games during the regular season. So this Phillies team, they're frisky. They don't give up. I think they're going to bounce back here tonight as well. And again, I don't think anybody would be shocked if the Phillies like, did go on to win this series. Um, 
The next game off here was 7.07 um, Eastern time. And this is a game four. This is the ALDS game four. Uh, Houston Astros at the Minnesota Twins. Um, in terms of the series, Houston now lead two to one and are minus 357. Uh, Minnesota plus 275. When myself and Dylan uh, did the show on Monday, all the odds had flipped. All the favourites were now underdogs. And now two days later, we're all back the other way. Atlanta are favourites again. Um, and Houston are now heavy, heavy favourites. I think Minnesota will be disappointed to have passed up a home game opportunity with Sonny Gray on the mound. But the Astros' experience has um, stepped up. Altuve, Jordan, Abreu, uh, Michael Brandt be getting involved last night. Um, this game tonight, Houston are plus 105 with Jose Akidi on the mound. Minnesota minus 120 with Joe Ryan. And the total is set at eight moon half. Lead us off with this one. Yeah, I'll start with the home pitcher here, Joe Ryan, on the season 11 and 10 with a 4.51 ERA. Um, at home, he was 7 and 4 with a 3.83 ERA, but he faced his Astros team twice uh, during the regular season, and he got absolutely blown up in those two games. Um, in his career, I'll go back to that last season, he did have a start against his Astros team. So, three career appearances, including two this season. One and two with an 8.36 ERA. He's allowed at least four earned runs in every single one of those starts. Um, the, the two starts this season, one was back on April uh, 8th, where the Twins did get the 9-6 to six victory. Uh, I believe in that game, uh, yeah, Luis Garcia was on the mound for the Astros, who's um, not going to be available for this uh, playoff run for the Astros. And then he also made a start, did Joe Ryan, against the Astros in Houston back on May 30th, where he allowed five earned runs and the Astros did go on to win that game five to one. Um, you know, we talked a lot about when we were talking about, or me and Scott did uh, the other day that this Astros team, for whatever reason, is just playing better on the road this season. I mean, they had a losing record at home this season, which is kind of crazy to think, but they've been playing good baseball. And like you mentioned, Jordan Alvarez is just hitting the cover off the ball. The, the fact that they still keep pitching to him uh, kind of tells you yeah. where this Minnesota and some of the decisions that they're making. Pretty sure we had this there. exact conversation last year as well. Just yeah. stop. Yeah, stop pitching to him because again, he's either it's either a, a, a double at minimum or it's going over the fence. Like there's no in between for Jordan, <laughs> especially in the playoffs. So, um, Jose Arcady again, he's going to be a, a spot starter here. I, he does have some playoff experience for the Astros. Uh, I mean, going back all the way to 2017. Um, I'm trying to pull up his um, playoff uh, records here. But I know historically he has been pretty good. So 12 appearances in the playoffs. This goes all the way back to 2019. 3-2 with a 3.72 ERA, 36 strikeouts. So not a huge strikeout guy, but... He does get the job done when you when you throw him out there, whether he's going to go four innings or whether he's going to go five innings for this Astros team. So all in all, Mal, I got to go back to the Astros. I mean, if you're giving me a plus price, even if it's at plus 105 with this Astros team, I, I just think that the offense is it's just too much for this Twins team because I, we talked about this when we did the divisional round preview. Is that if the Astros' magic number is that they score five runs, I think the Twins just have a very hard time trying to score five runs because of this offense. Only Carlos Correa has really been that guy offensively uh, for this team. I know uh, Royce Lewis had the two home runs in game one against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, but outside of that, it's pretty much been a Carlos Correa, and that's it. 
So, and again, when we talk about this Astros lineup, like one to five, one to six, one to seven, it's a very deep lineup. Even Jose Abreu had a great game last night who has been struggling during the regular season. So I'm going to stack the Astros in every which way. Again, Astros first five money line, Astros full game money line, and Astros team total over three and a half in this game. Looking for them to close out the series and, and punch their ticket to the American Leaf Championship Series. Yeah, you hit the biggest concern for me, Moonaf, which is the Minnesota offense. Now, games one and two, they had nine hits and ten hits, which is about standard for them. It's not great. Then last night, they were back down to three, and the Twins can do that to you, and they can't come out and do that again. That would be my concern. Akidi's kind of building up from injury. His numbers aren't great, but his last two starts have been much, much better. Uh, six innings scored us at Arizona. He had a really good start against Minnesota earlier in the year, five and a third, only gave up seven hits and one earned run. Um and he's not striking anybody out. You mentioned that, Moonaf, and that leads to my first um, play here. My first play is going to be the under three and a half strikeouts uh, for Akidi. Um, a couple of times I've given out pitcher um, out props so far, and I've got them wrong. Um, I've given out overs. I've given out a couple of overs. Uh, Bobby Miller was one. Can't remember who the others were. Pitchers are on a very, very short leash. Um, so he doesn't strike out anyone Anyway, um, but the if the two options, he's going to go shorter rather than longer. Uh, so I think under th- uh, under three and a half um, is a good number. Joe Ryan hasn't appeared yet in the postseason, but he wasn't in great form. 5.28 September ERA. Um, was slightly inflated by a start of Colorado, which is fair enough. Um, he faced Houston twice this year. One was bad and one was really, really bad. Um, the, the, I've got uh, Kent just sniffing around. Um, if if uh, Ryan gets into trouble and also Louis Varland who we've talked about a lot um, I can only see runs here Moonaf on both sides uh, I don't really trust uh, Keady or Ryan my play gives us a couple of options here because if only one team score all the runs I'd be quite happy with that as well um, I've got a first five run line Moonaf of over four and a half which is a price of minus 105 and I've got a first three innings line of over two and a half uh, which is a price of minus one one six. I think we can get uh, over two and a half in those first three innings, um, and the full game total of eight as well. So yeah, take over over after three, over after five, over after nine uh, is going to be my reading of that one. Um, Trev is pointing up the keys do like a strikeout, which is absolutely right. Um, but yeah, we get we get three and two thirds, three strikeouts. Uh, we cash that bet, Trev, no problem. And um, one game. To get to um, after we talk about Hall of Fame bets, uh, winning bigger by betting smarter uh, this NFL season. Do that with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlors, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can put any party idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary party optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as things like expected probabilities for your parlay. You can sort players by hit rates. Um, you can learn which players are hot, where the best value is. So stop betting in the dark. Uh, join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Okay, finally, tonight um, is a... Whoa. Is that 9.07 Eastern time? I've lost me times again, Moonaf, since the, yeah, I had it, all, I've had it nailed out all season. 2.07 in the morning for me. 
which is 9.07 Eastern Time. The LA Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. Um, for the series, those pesky Diamondbacks are minus 6.25 now. Dodgers plus 4.50. Tonight, we have Brandon Fart, who is plus 125 for the D-backs. Lance Lynn at minus 147. Have we gone mad? Um, and the total is set at nine and a half. Uh, yeah, I mean, Lance Lynn at minus 147. I don't get it, Munaf. He's got a 5.30-40 ERA. Um, he wasn't terrible through September. I give him that. Five or six innings pitch, three and run max was okay. Um, my first play is uh, Lance play, and it's over one and a half walks. That would have cashed six in a row, Muna. Um, it's a little bit juicy. It's juiced to minus 131, mm-hmm. but it's still a good... It's a better bet than a minus 147 on the Dodgers outright. It's a better price and a much more likely probability, I think. Um, the reason that that price is because it's the Dodgers and because it's Brandon Fart. Now, um I handicapped him quite favourably in game one against the Brewers. He actually got a little bit lucky. He wasn't great. Um, he got away with some stuff early. I think there was maybe a bases loaded situation early. And they did end up two or three down um, before the, the D-backs came out swinging. Um, he is capable of throwing in the odd good game. There was a game against the Dodgers. There was a game sorry, against the Padres and somebody else down the stretch where he went seven scorers. So he can flash. Even if he doesn't know, um, the Arizona bullpen has been rested. There's been these days off, which doesn't half affect how a, a weaker squad can compete. Because you don't need a full rotation and you don't need a deep bullpen. You can get away with it. And Arizona took advantage of that a little bit. They had some rest days. Um, I mean, they threw on Monday night. It was all the place we've talked about, Sal Frank. And then we've not mentioned all season. He's been great. Seymour, uh, Gingle, people like that. Um, and they, again, they're tuning it up. They can just go for it. They can just throw the kitchen sink at the Dodgers here. Nothing's changed since we handicapped this. I took Arizona at two to one for the series. Um, so I don't really need to make a play on the side here. I've got me D-backs World Series ticket. Um, and I'm just still not in love with this Dodgers lineup at all. They're hitting 159 for a start. And I said to Dylan the other night, what, Jason Hayward... David Peralta in the outfield. Outman we like is okay. Um, it, just, it sounds like a Pittsburgh Pirates lineup. Like if you threw Andrew McCutcheon in, you'd think, oh, that's reasonable. This is the Dodgers playoff lineup. Um, in the circumstances, I'm happy to take Lynn on um, and go with Arizona at plus 125. But I do really like the um, the Lance Lynn walk prop over one and a half, Muna. Yeah, it's it's difficult to back Lance Lynn uh, at a minus price, but I, I think we understand why he is a minus price because of the name on the front of his jersey, not the name on the back of his jersey. So, um, and also Brandon Fott hasn't been very good against the Dodgers this season either. So I, I kind of understand why where this line is at. So just to put into context, uh, Brandon Fott had two starts against the Dodgers this season. Um, both were in August. He allowed a combined nine earned runs in uh, eight and two thirds innings pitch. He didn't make it to the fifth inning in either one of those starts. So if you, I think my more favorite play in this game is going to be the Dodgers first five team total over two and a half runs. Um, we saw what Brandon fought also did in the first playoff game against the Milwaukee Brewers of all teams who we know aren't a very good offense. Uh, he only lasted two and two thirds inning in that game, allowed seven hits and three earned runs um, to the Milwaukee Brewers. I know 
Diamondbacks came back in that game and won that game six to three. So uh, I think that if the Dodgers are going to have a chance in this game, it's going to have to be early with their bat. So over two and a half runs in the first five innings for the Dodgers. I love that play. I think this might be a game where we do see runs being put up also because you mentioned the walks with uh, Lance Lynn. He's allowed at least two walks and six straight starts to end the season. Um, I'm not I'm not confident in his ability, especially on the road. Um, but I think this might be a game where, again, for the Diamondbacks, we've seen it multiple times, Mal, that they come out early and often and come, uh, at least in the in the first two games, I should say, in this Dodgers series, they scored nine runs within those first uh, in the first inning alone, right? They scored six in game one against Kershaw. They scored three in game two um, against uh, Bobby Miller. So I think this is an opportunity in this game where we do see runs being put up both by Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. I'm going to lean with the Dodgers side. I'm going to take them on the run line because I think if they do win this game, it'll be by multiple runs. So um, I, I'm not in love with it just because, again, it is Lance Lynn and I have to put my face in, faith in Lance Lynn. But my more favorite play is going to be the Dodgers' first five team total over two and a half. And I don't hate the full game either at over five and a half. But I do think that we do see runs and I think that the Dodgers will be able to get the bread and fun in this game. Honestly, I've loved how the Diamondbacks have approached the games because – all things big and equal, you would suggest the Dodgers would beat them all up. So the, the D-backs said, right, what can we do to maximise our chances? And they've done it. They've had a plan. And even if it goes wrong, um, at least they've it tried something. They've had a strategy. As it happens, it's worked beautifully. They came out very aggressively. They swung early and often. They've attacked on the base paths. We knew we'd do things like that. They've done the things. It's a little bit small ball. But equally, like you say, it was a good aggression. Like the Dodgers... 20 minutes into that first game was shell-shocked yeah. just because, I mean, the, you could, Corbin Carroll could have been forgiven for coming out in his first postseason at bat and having a look around Dodger Stadium and just going down looking. No, I mean, they're not going to die wondering at all, the Diamondbacks. No one was going down looking. They took them on. Um, and win or lose, um, I really enjoyed what they've attempted here, uh, put you in the game. So, um, yeah, I think we're done moving off. Picks made, three games handicap, picks made. Uh, anything else uh, you want to get to? Uh, no, I think we pretty much covered it. I don't know if you want to give out like a best bet or something or a lock in the dog. I don't know. Best bet. D-backs win the World Series. Moving off. What's up, Zacho? Um, oh, that's already in your pocket. <laughs> we can't um, get that price anymore. It's got to be the under three and a half strikeouts, Moon off or Jose Akidi. Um, like I say, we're going to get, you'll go, you'll go four and one third. You write this down. Four and one third, three strikeouts. That is going to be the answer. We'll cast it under three and a half case. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Dodge. I mean, sorry, the Astros on the money line, especially at a plus price. I, I think that, again, if they score four or five runs in this game, I think it's going to be very tough for the Twins to, you know, score that many runs. I mean, they haven't done it at all in this series. I think they did it what, in game two against the Astros, if I'm not mistaken. But other than that, we saw what they did against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Not a lot of runs being scored there. They only mustered up one run. Uh, in game three uh, against the Astros. And then in game one, I believe they put up four runs. So I think that again, if the Dodgers are sorry, if the twins, I'm sorry, if the Astros are able to get five or six runs, I think that might just be the wrap for the twins. I know they scored nine um, in uh, I'm sorry. They scored six in game two, but I think more often than not, we're, we're not used to seeing the twins being scoring that many runs. So, 
Astros money line for me, and then I'll take the Dodgers' first five team total over two and a half uh, in that game as uh, two best bets that I do like for the Wednesday card here, Mel. Just to pick your brain, Moon, what's uh, a Houston, Texas um, ELCS going to look like in terms of just, I mean, we talk, I mean, in this, we would call that a local derby. Because you're right on top of each other. You're probably about nine hours and 5,000 miles apart. So it's probably not that local, is it? No, actually, we're only about, I would say, four to five hours apart. See, that's our entire country, though. Yeah, that's that your, your entire country. Everybody, but... North to south, east to west, everyone is within five hours of each other. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we're the same. Would it, be, would it be more of a big deal than normal than, another, yeah, than any other opponent? Yeah. It would, yeah, because okay. we're in the same state as well. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I was getting at. But like yeah, I said, same it's state, just, uh, same division, and it's always it's always been like the Astros have been the big brother, you know. Yeah, it's like a big brother, little brother situation. But if the Astros get it done, it's it's uh, in, or at least in game uh, game four here tonight, and then we get to talk about Rangers and Astros. I think that's that's definitely be something that um, not only I think casual baseball fans will be excited for, but I know. Uh, local fans here in Texas will be excited for as well because I think that would be the first time ever that these two teams have faced off, uh, at least in the championship series, looking for an opportunity to, to get to the World Series. One game away from a Lone Star Series, moving up. That's exciting. Yes, um, okay. Um, are you Do you get to go and have a little nap now? Uh, yeah, I got to do some stuff for the website. Uh, I got to do the ref report, and then we're doing oh, – the Thursday night football player props later on around uh, three Eastern. So if you want to shift your focus to NFL, we'll do the prop cast live with myself, Chris and Rod for the Thursday night football game between the Broncos and the, uh, and the chiefs. You took a little bite out of me, Moon off in the NFL pick him this week. You just crept a little bit close. I can hear the footsteps. I can see Moon off behind me. Um, yeah, um, the Premier League show will be recording later on. It's international break, unfortunately, but we've got Euro qualifiers and we've got AFL picks uh, with myself and Barry. So keep an eye out for that wherever you consume your football picks. Uh, Barry is absolutely on fire and really good at the international stuff. So there might just be some fancy price winners in there. Um, thanks, Moonaf. That was fun uh, yeah. during the day. I can, uh, I'm going to go and take Bob to football. Thanks, most of the people who got involved in the chat. Um, yeah, keep your eyes peeled because we'll be around... Um, at this time, quite a lot during the playoffs. Um, enjoy my little smiling face in the sunshine coming through the window. Look, um, Thanks, everyone. Good luck with these bets tonight. Really looking forward to it. Three great games. I'm hoping to wake up to a couple of winners. Uh, we will see you down the road. Cheers.